You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of my first show. Oh, my guest, where do I start? A heartthrob, an incredibly talented individual, one of the purest and biggest hearts on Broadway and in Hollywood, um, a dear, dear pal, and someone I am so excited to be talking to for the next hour, Mike Feist. Welcome, Mike. I- Hi, Eva. How's it going? (laughs) Thank you for having me. How cool is this? Congratulations. Well, it turns out that when you're a Broadway producer and Broadway closes, you have some time on your hands. Sure. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we all have to kind of try and wear new hats at the moment, don't we? Yeah. Yes, yes. And, you know, I love a good bowler hat. So the one I chose <laughs> was the Fosse inspired podcast. Um, very good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. Well, I've listened to a couple of your episodes and I just think it's wonderful what you're doing. And I don't know, oh. super fun. And I, I mean, you know, I'm such a huge fan of yours and, you know, I just That's... think you're wonderful. And so when you asked me to be on the show, it's just, oh, yeah, of course. No problem. Uh, <laughs> Uh, of course. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. You know, oh, it's it's really you. just a moment to just to look back and think about, especially when the world's so dark right now, to think about yesterday and mm. how beautiful it was to be who we were as kids and in our formative years and draw that line. So, you know, it's it's line drawing time and I'm thrilled mm. to to draw yours. Uh, you know, you came into my mind most you come into my mind a lot, I will say, especially when I'm listening to the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack. Sure, sure. <laughs> but you, but you came into it more most recently because I I had a meal with both my mom and your godmother um, yes. a few weeks ago, and you know she let me know how you're doing. And as I I start every episode and every conversation these days, how are you doing? <laughs> that's an interesting question isn't it, <laughs> it sure is. well i mean it's well it's so crazy you know how the, the two of us are connected because we were connected of course on um 
in our industry and, and through Dear Van Hansen. And that's really how we met. And then we kind of found out through that, that, oh, we had this other connection randomly <laughs> through our families, um, you know, and our know. people who, you know, matter a lot to us in our lives. And, you know, and so it was kind of like this really cool thing. How am I doing? Um, (laughs) (laughs) safe space safe space yeah 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 no I'm you know I'm very fortunate um uh it's I mean everyone everyone's been having a crazy time and trying to wrap their mind around what any of this is or what we're supposed to do about it and it's kind of this strange in-between place of um waiting sometime (laughs) you know it kind of feels like we're just kind of on pause and sitting and waiting and then at the same time we're I don't know we're we're trying to take advantage of the moment a little bit and maybe do things try new hats on or you know do things that um never really occurred to us before um (laughs) yeah I don't know you know I mean for me personally it's the pause has been nice um to kind of step away from yeah. uh our industry in a little bit and just kind of be a person yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah which we forget you know? about totally totally you know so um i've i've taken advantage of it uh, as much as i could i've done a bunch of driving around the country actually and just um yeah i've been c- camping and just uh seeing different parts of this country um mm. And kind and just just been I don't know sitting down and and just seeing the different areas and different people and what people are how examining like how people are reacting right now yeah. because of all of this and it's fascinating I mean it's I don't know it's it's super fascinating I have yeah it's kind of like I'm doing my own little um john steinbeck travels with charlie a little bit i like just packed the car and i have my dog and we're just like going around and seeing this country in this lens right now and what has been the most surprising thing that you've witnessed um you know i think i didn't really fully realize uh just how vast and broad this country really is i mean if you really think about it it's kind of a miracle that we, this is a single country i know <laughs> it's so true it's so crazy because you know like the the i don't know i like i stopped in this there's a there's a place in new mexico called pie town new mexico and <laughs> literally pie town new mexico only consists of like two general stores that sit right next to each other that sell pies and like <laughs> that's it you know and it's a really 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 small town and i think it's off it's just off like old route 66 so it used to be I think a much more popular kind of quick place to stop for drivers that needed a restroom break and wanted a cup of coffee and a slice of pie. And, uh, you know, I was talking to one of the shop owners and seeing how they were doing. And they're like, yeah, it's not great. (laughs) It's it's not great, you know, but, you know, they're doing their best. And I I think overall, everyone's kind of just um, being positive and just making do and, um, I don't know, just doing what they can to yeah. keep on keeping on. 
you know, but I, I mean, the people, it's, I don't know, it just, I never, I never really fully understood, I guess, just the vastness of yeah. everything and how different every little section of this um, country is, you know, and the people in Pytan, New Mexico need uh, different things than, you know, the Hasidim in Williamsburg. And like, you know, it's, we just don't realize that we don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just been interesting. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think this pandemic has taught us is that we are more connected than we ever knew and ever Mm -hmm. faced. And frankly, more similar than we ever knew and ever faced. Um, and that adventure that you've been going on is kind of the perfect microcosm for what the world is going through is, you you know, I, I had no idea about this, so it's fascinating to hear, but it's making me think that you are, you are going through different cities and different States and you're realizing that there are so many differences yet so much connecting us all because we are still one America. We're one earth. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we're one civ- civilization and Absolutely. Um, so much divides us, but we're actually all more alike than, than, than we realize. I, I think it's, the, yeah. the Borat movie sort of tells you that story. I don't know if you've seen the new Borat I haven't movie. Yet. No, I have not yet. I have not yet, but it's, it, it is. And it's really like, it's truly a miracle. It's a miracle that this is a United States of America. <laughs> it's really like, it's uh, it's kind of unfathomable that like it operates at all. Uh, well, as we talk about this one America, let's, let's turn back to little Mike Feist who grew up in Ohio. If we want to talk yeah. about like the state that sort of is a referendum on the country and all yeah. it can be. Um, yeah. Tell us about your upbringing and, and, Tell us about the first show you ever saw. Mm. Well, um, I mean, I, I I had a I had a great upbringing. Um, uh, I was uh, adopted uh, uh, from birth um, to my mother and my father, who raised me, and my older sister, who is about eight or eight to nine years, depending on where we are in the year. Um, you know, older than me, and then. And then there was my godmother and her children that I also grew up with as well. Um, and that was kind of like, that was our tribe. Those were the people that uh, we grew up with. And, you know, they, um, they always, I don't know, we all really loved each other a lot and we supported each other um, a lot. And of course, like family dynamics are weird and, you know, <laughs> everyone's like, you know, nothing's perfect and what have you. But I, I always, I grew up watching old MGM films and, <laughs> um, you know, I kind of fell in love with Gene Kelly and I just remember pestering my mom to get me into dance classes, uh, you know, at like a young age. And, uh, I feel like, I can't really remember exactly maybe what the first live show I ever saw was. Um, but I do think that my first Broadway show in New York was, I think maybe Fosse. Um, ah. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Um, yeah. And I think like, I remember going back home one time and looking through old playbills and I saw uh, 
Chris Catelli's photo in that. Um, <laughs> and later on, like, realized, well, and for people that don't know who Chris Catelli is, Chris is a, an amazing choreographer, director in the uh, Broadway community. Uh, and he um, choreographed uh, Newsies, which was my mm-hmm. first Broadway show. Um, you know, and uh, that was really cool to, I don't know, see that interconnected tissue kind of. Um, but yeah, I think Fosse was maybe my first Broadway show. Man, it was a blast too. <laughs> it's a good first. It's a yeah, good first. Yeah, well, you know, it's super fun and, you know, there's, it's, it's just, you know, these awesome, awesome numbers and celebrating yeah. this artist's life and whatnot. So yeah. 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 Wait, That's I really the first one I can remember. Yeah. yeah. No, I have a couple of questions about that. So first off, you are not the first guest of my first show to pull out a Broadway playbill years later of their first show they ever saw and realize they have worked with someone in it. Yeah. 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 How do you think that makes the person that was in the playbill feel? Barrett Wilbert Weed had that same experience with Carrie Butler when she realized on our show (laughs) that her first show was Beauty and the Beast, which she then, Barrett then starred with Carrie Butler and Mean Girls with. So that was hilarious. And I love this idea about you and Gatelli having that connection. We we are big Gatelli fans around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's um, wonderful, truly. He's, he's the best. Yeah. Um, but I'm so fascinated that your first Broadway show was a dance-based show because we know you as we know you best, I w- I should say, as brooding. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> That's literally what I was about to say. Brooding actor. <laughs> brooding, beautiful, soulful actor, because you do it so well. And I think everyone who either knows you personally or is guessing, uh, you know, about you from hearing you right now is like, he's a very joyful dude. So, like, talk to talk to me about your love of dance and classic musical theater and that world of MGM and how the roles you play are actually often the opposite of that. I know. It's really interesting. I don't know what that's about. Um, (laughs) It really is interesting. I think like there's just, there's just as a kid, there was just like such an amazing escapism with, especially within those older MGM films, you know, they're so, I don't know. They're magical. And they're, you know, I think those, those films, uh, they were live, they were doing it. You know, it's not like how movies are made today. And even in later, um, you know, maybe not even going that far back, but then looking at movies like Indiana Jones or something like that, there's just like this, I don't know, playfulness. Um, and, hyper reality where you're allowed to like escape and Mm. I don't know, kind of like be a part of it um, in a weird way. I don't know why. I don't know. That's the power of just like art and I think movies and television and writing and television shows and theater too. Um, But yeah, I loved, I loved the idea of like dancing and Mm. I loved to dance and I loved songs and I loved musical theater and I loved to like, dance around the house and like sing songs. And um, I loved that. And I loved like playing pretend. I loved doing that. So I always kind of knew like, oh, I'm, I'm going to move to New York. And I'm going to pursue this thing. And it, it at first really was this, um, it was just like 
oh yeah, musical theater. It was really all I knew because it was what mm-hmm. I did growing up, um, like in children's theater and things. That's the most, I think that's the most popular kind of um, yeah. maybe availability for younger people and, and the most like interesting, I think, for younger people too, musical yeah. theater, because there is all of those elements of, you know, song, dance and, and acting as well. Mm-hmm. And then I think... Um, I don't know. I think it was really when I moved to New York and I started uh, studying at the conservatory program and meeting my teachers and my peers. And I started to really become interested in humans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And like, especially, especially humans that are deeply, deeply, deeply flawed. and what makes them human kind of like why they are the way that they are and i don't know there's just something there's something that um draws me to that yeah and that was i think that was really i don't know that was the thing that really attracted me most to the uh, dear evan hansen too was because you know i think it was very easy for people to just say oh uh, so connor is a bully because you know we all fall in love with evan hansen and ben's character so easily and that's in part because of ben and his performance and that's in part because of steven and his writing and obviously benj and justin and their music and just everything about that character and it's very easy as an audience member to just say oh that kid's the bully that kid's getting picked on you know um and then you kind of but what i loved about dear evan hansen is that um we show that like it's not that it's not that's not the all that's not the whole story um you know and not everybody not everybody gets that but maybe they they feel that on like a subconscious level or they're able to i don't know feel something but i just i don't know i think for me what's so interesting is to just like to just pose a question to an audience yeah you know and 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 also not (laughs) not shove any sort of message down their throat, but simply just like ask a question. Yeah. Um, you know, it's important yeah. to me. Yeah. That's what good storytelling is. Yeah, I think so. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What was the first show you were in? Hmm. I think, um, I think the first show I was in was Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, and I played one of the, uh, the Munchkin Guild guys the, lo- the lollipop guild that's what it is the you know so i was uh i was doing um you know i wore like goatee and a mustache at like 
eight years old and had crazy bushy eyebrows and rosy cheeks and was like you know this crazy i don't know benjamin button (laughs) (laughs) tiny man you know it was like you know and yeah that was that was one of my i think that was my first show was being a munchkin in the lollipop guild do you you remember which solo line you had no couldn't tell you do they do they have solo lines i don't even Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, man. they would step forward and they would sing, not all of them, not yeah. all the Lollipop Guild, but right. some of the Lollipop Guild would step forward and, and if I'm remembering correctly, it's been a while. I, well, then I, I, if that's the case, then I probably didn't have one. Um, <laughs> so I, I, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you did okay. I did all right. <laughs> Uh, I blended in really well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was, I think that was probably my first show. It was maybe like eight or eight, nine or 10 years old doing Wizard of Oz. And where was that a community theater or school? Yeah. Yeah. It was children's theater, community children's theater in, uh, in Ohio, in Ohio, nice. in Columbus. Yeah. Ah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And so what, so what was your first professional show then? So uh, I moved to New York at 17 and I was going to a conservatory program. Um, and then I dropped out of that conservatory program and um, was just doing odd jobs. And I wasn't really auditioning. I was kind of too terrified to uh, audition and put myself out there. And it was a friend of mine that kind of dragged me kicking and screaming to an audition um, and it was, uh, funny enough, white Christmas, um, <laughs> at a dinner, th- dinner theater in, um, Ohio, back in Ohio. <laughs> oh my God. You come to New York to go back to yeah, Ohio. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was, I did, um, that holiday season, I did, uh, white Christmas as an ensemble member, um, in a, at a dinner theater in Ohio. And I lived in the back of a McDonald's parking lot and I got paid like 200 bucks a week. And then I was collecting like food stamps at the same time. And wow, that's what I did. That was my first gig. Wow. Wow. Non-equity. I'm no, imagining. no, 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 <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> and that was the start of kind of your Gene Kelly MGM fascination yeah Yeah. I I mean well it was I think um I don't know I like stepped away from dancing for such a long time and then there was these little things that were making me dance again and then after that I did um a series of three different shows in New Hampshire at a a small theater there which Um, theater it was the Palace Theater in New Hampshire in Concord, um, New Hampshire? Man- Manchester. Manchester, New Hampshire. I am yeah. from near there, so I went to a oh. lot of those theaters. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So this was in Manchester, and it was, um, I don't know, it was a series of three different shows. Mm-hmm. Two were 42nd Street and Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one was this uh, show called The Four Piano Men, which was like this dance song medley of of who was it cv wonder um queen billy joel and elton john of just like all their hits and so like it was 
what, two hours of just straight dance your face off to awesome rock music. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, I got, I was like dancing for a while and I was just in the ensemble and for a while I was just thinking, well, this is my way in, you know, I'm a, I'm a okay enough dancer where they're getting me into, you know, I'm getting ensemble jobs. And yeah. then after New Hampshire, I booked Newsies where I, that's what I was doing. I was in the ensemble of that, but, um, yeah. And so that was kind of like my way in was through dance. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting and, um, I, I guess predestined that your major movie arrival is going to be in the film of West Side Story, which is the, the dance musical of, our generation of all generations, frankly, <laughs> of, ev- of, of American musical theaters generation. So, yeah. so yeah. like booking that, did that just blow your mind? And, and just- yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know. It was kind of crazy because I just, I was doing a, I was doing a play. So I, I was done with the urban Hansen and now I was doing, um, another Stephen Levinson play actually um, off Broadway at second stage called days of rage. Mm -hmm. And that was a play about um, basically the uh, uh, weather underground, the weathermen underground Mm. uh, during the 1960s. And the, um, you know, more brooding, more brooding. Yes. More brooding, more brooding. (laughs) This is more satirical, which I appreciate. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, I remember I remember we were in production for that and I uh just remember my agent calling me and being like, Hey, so they want you to uh come in and they want you to dance with all the guys and I had like submitted a tape prior, I don't know, four months before that or something like that. And I just remember being like, Oh crap. Because <laughs> because I hadn't danced, I hadn't danced at that point now, and in, in like eight eight years, and uh, I was like, oh my god, you know, it's gonna be all these amazing dancers, and then me, and they're <laughs> I'm just going to make a fool out of myself. This is gonna not end well. Um, and so I remember even asking, like, is there a way um, we can like not have to dance <laughs> they're like no you gotta dance man this west side and so i'm an actor I'm, who moves yeah, that's really how i felt but um i remember it was uh i went in to the audition and um the choreographer for west side is uh, justin peck who's no uh, big deal no nope. big deal <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's oh wonderful. I mean, I know I didn't know who he was. You know, mm. I thought, you know, the yeah. choreographer is he's close to my age and we kind of have very similar body types. We're both tall and kind of all arms and legs. Um, <laughs> you know. And so I started like seeing him move and seeing what the movement was. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly I think I lucked out because Justin, because Justin and I are similar body types, the way he choreographs and what his movement is, Mm. um, that was, I felt like, oh, I can do this. I can, not only I can do this, but I can do it, I think, well. (laughs) You can can embody the movement. I think so. I really, I, I, I benefited 
um, by having Justin as the choreographer, not only is he brilliant um, as that, and he was also extremely willing to listen to me um, and hear pushback from me in moments and pose a lot of questions and do what I felt like I needed to do. But he was also, him and his um, partner, Patricia are just the two mm -hmm. kindest people ever. And they were extremely patient with me, not only as from a creative point of view, but from a, Oh, you know, teaching me the movements and getting me comfortable um, with it. Um, yeah. I totally lucked out with that. And, and, you know, I would never, I would never ever say I'm an amazing dancer. I don't think that at all. <laughs> I really don't. Um, and I, and I, and I don't think that that's the case in this either, but I know that those boys, man, they're just incredible. And yeah. not only are they incredible dancers, but they're amazing storytellers and uh, just yeah. amazing, amazing artists. Yeah. And I imagine like, everyone listening to this podcast you grew up and loved the original west side story film yes. so how much pressure and and struggle did you have recreating that film every day in throughout that process knowing that you were going to be the next hundred years version of Riff, the way yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on that actor's name, but I can see his face perfectly. Russ Tamblin. Russ Tamblin, Russ Tamblin yeah. created yeah. that for, for all the, all the generations before us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I just, I just, I, I couldn't think about that. Um, I, I remember this was, um, our first day of rehearsal, I remember I grabbed all of the jets and I took them out and we went to grab a beer and, you know, we got, I don't know, tacos and just a bunch of food and we just sat down and I remember kind of like, really, we, you know, we we're all just messing around and hanging out. And then I just remember like stopping and I told everyone and I said to them, hey, you know, listen, this is, this is our version. Like, this is our chance to, we have, like, we have to take ownership of this. Yeah. Um, and because it's us at the end of the day, now it's us. So it's our version and it's your version and what you want to do. And kind of from that day, those boys immediately followed me. Mm -hmm. um, and there was this, I don't know, it was a really amazing process and the work that we did um, as Jets was everything. It was exactly, it was, it was everything I've always wanted in terms of how I wanted to work. Um, you know, and Steven really allowed me the liberty to run as wild as I possibly wanted to. Um, and because of and everybody everybody just hopped on board with me um and i'm so grateful because they lifted me up and they propelled me forward and we, then we propelled each other forward and that whole experience was here is this this community and here is this family mm -hmm. of guys who really are dependent on one another and they're codependent and they're, you know, it's, it's unhealthy and it's, but it's, it's everything that they know and it's all filled with love and fear. And 
that's where we lived. We lived that for that year, for the entirety of that year. That's where we lived. And um, I don't know. That it was it was immerse. Yeah. It was everything it was everything I kind of hoped to do as yeah. an actor. Yeah, I mean, not to be too poetic, but you danced on a razor's edge, it sounds like <laughs> doing that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And yeah. you learned you, you know, in the future life, you could be a gang leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It's just skills. But yeah, I don't know. I I never I guess to but to really answer that question, I never I let go of any pressure to have to be any sort of way. And I just remember being, this is who I think this person is. This is what I think he's thinking. And this is it, you know, and this is, this is everything that I want to do. And, you know, um, I'm just going to run with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, trust that, the powers that be are going to point me in the right direction too. And, um, and they did, you know, we just, they just let me run wild. I'm not going to ask you what it's like to work with Steven Spielberg, the legend, because everyone else I'm sure has asked you that question. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> give, but how is it? <laughs> give something, just something surprising or some mo like, a, is there a story from set? I mean, Come on, it's Steven. And I, I told I you, we can swear here. It's Steven I know, fucking I know. Spielberg. I know, what? I know. It really is. It really is. I mean, here's the thing about Steven. Um, it, Steven is, I, I, said, I said this uh, when we were doing, at the, towards the tail end of our shooting, we were doing these little EPK interview things. Mm -hmm. um, and... I mean, here's a guy who, who is, he is Steven Spielberg and he is kind of like King Midas. Anything he touches turns to gold and he has everything. Um, he has everything and none of that matters. Mm. Um, he is like this person who is filled with joy and love and he just loves what he does and he loves what he's working on and he treats it with the utmost care and love and respect. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's no agenda. So there's great. nothing. It's just, it's just the pureness of doing the thing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that was it. And that was contagious and infectious. And I mean, Truly, like West Side, we were in a cult. <laughs> we all got, we all drank the juice, and we got converted, and we had a crazy yeah. experience. Yeah. And then we had to like leave that world, and here we are in a pandemic. You know, <laughs> and, and wait and wait an extra freaking year to have it come out and live it. I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, but Stephen, Stephen is. I mean, Stephen. Um, Yes, he's a, he's a master storyteller and yes, he's an amazing um director and as you know, he's he and he shaped this the industry and he, yes, he's done all of these things, but at the end of the day, Stephen's just a guy who loves what he does. Mm. Stephen's just a guy who's like trying to pursue art 
um, and art that makes him happy and art that wants that there are stories that he wants to tell. It's really simple. Um, it's really, really simple. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, especially people that are trying to, I don't know, get their foot in the door and start make things happen for them. You know, that, that feeling like never, I don't think it ever goes away. I think that's like always this constant of, well, what's next? And like, how can I move forward? And what do we have to do? And I think for this person, here's this guy who has an abundance of everything. There's this art in letting go of having to feel the need to do something and just paying attention to what feels good, what feels right. Um, And I think he's mastered that. And I mean, it's really, I don't know. It was just, it was an amazing thing to just observe him do that and just be him. It's dream time. Um, If you could be in any show anywhere at any time, what would it be? Oh man. (laughs) If I could be in any show, anytime, anywhere, what would it be? I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, maybe it would be like, I don't know. Sunday in the park with George is pretty amazing. If I were to like do that. So, you know, if I could as George replace, replace right? the beautiful Mandy Patinkin and <laughs> uh, no, it's a bit, you know, like, uh, no, I, I don't know. That's such a crazy thing to ask. I think it's, mo- I think it's more just like. It's just about chasing whatever that feeling is, like whatever we talked about prior to this. So like whatever so that. Let's create that, like, it. Let's create yeah, it right well, now. It's Sunday. I, you know, it's yes, with who? Sure. It's where? Talk, like, think, let's make it yeah, happen. Yeah, sure. But you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to, um, it's hard to, it, it's hard to say it's this like one specific mm-hmm. thing because mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like until it just comes across. Right. You know, and and that's kind of always been the case. There's never really been for me a single like, oh, a dream role or anything like that. There's never been that. It's just like this. I don't know. It's this unattainable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's this. It's this thing. It's this thing that I can't quite put my finger on, and it's this this feeling. Well, I'm gonna um, when people ask. I'm going to say your dream role is George Surratt. <laughs> Sunday in the Park with George. Sure. A Broadway revival, sure. a West End revival. Let's throw you over to London. I oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know who your Bernadette is, but we'll think about it. We'll think about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's great. I think, frankly, it could I think be it could be Barrett Wilbert Weed. Yes, pretty, she would be really great <gasps> in that role. I think. Oh boy! Oh, you I'm, just got me I'm excited. I'm a huge, I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. Yeah. Me too. Me too. We Are were you, doing, uh, yeah. we were doing Dear Evan Hansen in D.C. while she was doing um, cabaret there as well, and she was oh. playing Sally Bowles. Um, I, yeah. And I, I unfortunately never got to see her do it, but I mean, she's, um, I just think she's an amazing, amazing actor performer. Yeah. No, me too. Yeah. And and that that production and that performance of Sally is like I didn't see it either, but it's historically beloved, and it's yeah. something I've I've heard about for years from lots. Oh, of fans. I, I would I would I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. She's wonderful, truly. Yeah. No, I totally yeah. agree. 
Um, we may have to revisit this since you, you are talking to a Broadway producer who loves all Sondheim musicals <laughs> and loves you and Barrett. So let's just put a pin. Put a pin. All right. There you go. There you <laughs> we go. We may have to revisit this idea. All okay, right. I'm we're, for that. We, we're at a section of the show that we don't tell our guests, but since you've listened and you're a longtime listener, first time caller, um, <laughs> you might know about it. It's our um, musicals with themes uh, lightning round where I name a classic musical and you name the emotional theme that instinctually comes to you and we put 30 seconds on the clock and there's no wrong answer and we just see where this free association game takes us and you know Mm. i i in my head think how matched up are we um okay i'm nervous (laughs) don't be nervous um ready yes go south pacific uh uh oh an emotional feeling oh warmth I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, superstar. Rock star. <laughs> Funny girl. Uh, laughter. Assassins. R- greed. Oliver. Oh, poor. <laughs> Man of La Mancha. Mmm, dream. La Caja Fall. Ooh, fun. Gypsy. Uh, yearning. White Christmas. Uh, joy. Good. You did well. Was that good? Yes, that was good. Was that, that was, was that good. what you're supposed to? Is that what you're supposed to do? Is There's emotional? No is that what you said? There's no there, wrong answer. There's no oh. wrong answer. It's what it's what that title says to you. What mm. what then your responses? And you gave. An array. You gave emotional responses. You gave. Thank you. Thank you for feeding my ego on this trip. Okay? very insecure. You gave aesthetic responses. You oh, gave. Amazing. You gave nostalgic responses. We got oh, it all. Very good. Oh, we very got good. it all here. We very got good. It all. Very good. Oh. <laughs> God, I adore you so much, and I oh, adore this time. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. My my pleasure. I'm just so glad. Listen, this time off has been so challenging and horrible. There's 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 very little silver lining, but I'm glad to hear that through your experiences, you know, both before the pandemic and now during has has found some light in in, oh, your, yeah. in your world for you. Yeah. You yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. I, I'm fortunate. I really, yeah, I think that, you know, there's, there, I, there is something to be said about having to kind of force yourself to sit down and, uh, just be, you know, and there's, there's, it's hard. Change is hard. Yeah. Um, but it's not, that doesn't mean it's not necessary or needed. Yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. can't wait to, to everything that's next for you, including hey, West Side Story. And I, you, and I, you, thank you. Thank you. When you're a jet, you're a jet, all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. My first show is produced by Josh Altman, MEP, Dory Berenstein, and Alan Seals, and is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode was edited by Barrick Gunther. Special thanks to Leslie Papa and Whitney Holden-Gore at Vivacity Media Group. For more info about the podcast, visit bpn.fm backslash myfirstshow. Follow me on Instagram at Eva R. Price. Uh.
Now I know Tony like I know me. And I guarantee you can count him in. In, out. Let's get cracking. Where are you going to find Bernardo? It ain't safe to go into PR territory. We'll be at the dance tonight at the gym. Yeah, but the gym's neutral territory. Hey, Rab, I'm going to make nice with him. I'm only going to challenge him. Great, Daddy O. So listen, everybody dress up sweet and sharp. Me, Tony, me at the dance at the mm. 10. And walk tall. We always walk tall. We're Jets. The greatest. When you're a jet, you're a top cat in town. You're a gold medal kid with a heavyweight crown. When you're a jet, you're the swing and a sling. Little boy, you're a man. Little man, you're a king. The jets are in gear. Our cylinders are clicking. The shots are still clear. Cause every Puerto Rican's a lousy chicken. Here come the jets like a bat. How the hell someone gets in our way? Someone don't feel so well. Here come the Jets, little world stepped aside Better go underground, better run, better hide We're drawing a line, so keep your nose hidden We're hanging a sign, the visitors forbidden And we ain't kidding Here come the Jets, yeah, and we're gonna beat Every last bugging gang on the whole bugging street On the whole bugging Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.